You're listening to the Health Chick Podcast, your place for tips, resources, and other musings designed to help you live a more vibrant and healthier life. Welcome to Episode 6 of the Health Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Windermere Riley, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. So on Friday, my friend and fellow dietitian, Colleen Woods, decided to do a podcast on eating cheap during the federal furlough. And after we did the podcast, we decided that there was so much more that we wanted to talk about. So tonight, we're doing another one. And this time, we came up with our favorite tips for budget eating while not sacrifice while not sacrificing eating a healthy, balanced diet. We ended up with 45 different ways to save money and eat well. Colleen, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be back, Windemere. Thanks for having me. All right. So we got a lot to talk about tonight. So you ready to just jump right in and get started? Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. You're up first. Okay. I'm up first. So my first tip is plan what you're going to eat. Before you head to the grocery store, plan your meals and snacks for the week. Review recipes um, for what ingredients are needed. Check to see what foods you already have on hand. Then make a list of what you actually need to buy. When you shop with a list, you'll be less likely to buy extra items that are not on the list. Yeah, that's an excellent way to, to, to kick this off. I'm going to add to that. There are a lot of apps now that you can convert your recipes into shopping lists. So the one that I like is Big Oven. I don't know if you've ever used that before. I haven't. Oh, I'm going to write that down. So it's a free app. You put it right on your phone. And as you're planning your recipes, it will help make your grocery list for you. Big oven. Awesome tip. Thank you. Okay. So I have number two. Something that I love to do is breakfast for dinner. So eggs are an excellent source of protein and they're cheaper than meat. Plus they're so versatile. You can make tons of creative and tasty dishes. And who doesn't love an omelet for dinner? True. I'm right there with you. All right, my next one is decide how much to make. Making a large batch by doubling a recipe will save time in the kitchen later on. Extra portions can be used for lunches or meals later in the week, or you could freeze leftovers in individual containers and you can use them later on in the month. Plus, foods purchased in bulk are almost always cheaper. Yeah, great. Okay, number four. I just learned this tip just the other day because I was uh, coming up with a recipe for February for Heart Healthy Month. And I was looking at walnuts and I found this great recipe where you substitute walnuts for bacon or sausage in an egg dish. And if you want the recipe, (laughs) yeah, go to Wal. I haven't made it yet, but it's on walnutstar.org and it's called the California Walnut Chorizo Frittata. And it looks fabulous. I am going to try that this week. Oh, that sounds so great. All right. My next tip is determine where to shop. Check the local newspaper online and at the store for sales and coupons, especially when it comes to more expensive ingredients such as meat and seafood. Some areas even have discount grocery stores um, that sell food about to or already past their best before date. Um, Obviously, certain foods like perishable food perishable foods like cheese and yogurt you really want to watch expiration date but if they're more like canned goods or crackers feel free to go a little beyond the best buy date yeah i do that all the time and in florida we have a grocery store called Publix, and their big thing now is the bogo 
And so every week, that's the first thing I do before we go out is I check what the BOGOs are and I, I stock up. It saves a lot of money, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you do have to be careful, though, because they, it is a smart tactic. And you want to, I'm going back to, to your tip earlier, where you said make your list. Because sometimes I find with the BOGOs, be really careful with the snack items because you tend to buy things that you normally wouldn't buy. That's a good point. Yeah, we've got to watch that. So my number six is host a community potluck. So as the host, you're providing the space and some of the entertainment. So don't feel like you have to contribute to the food because you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I have I'm already on a budget and now I'm having people over to the house. The community potluck, you want to let everyone know that it's a BYOB and make sure you invite enough people so everyone's bringing over their their casseroles. And if you need to help uh, with a sign-up list so that you're having a, a well-balanced meal. And then the things that, as the host, you can contribute are no-cost things, like pull out the board games or if you have any yard games. Uh, I had a community potluck, and I, I had um, – I, I went to the – the thrift store and I found DVD trivia games that I, I spent like 50 cents on the DVD you can pump in. It was the best party we ever had. And I really like that tip. Yeah. Because you're, you end up finding other ways to contribute rather than just food. And it it's doesn't fun. have to be this ex extravagant spread of food and alcohol. Let everyone bring things. And especially if your neighbors know Hey, I was just furloughed. It's a great way that people can bring extra food without making it uncomfortable. Hey, I brought you food because I know you're not um, working this week or getting paid this week. Something right. else at, at the potlucks, save money uh, so you don't have to go out and buy expensive uh, disposable wear. I usually go again to the thrift store. Uh, and get cheap glasses and cheap plates. Nothing has to match. And then I am really big. I hate to throw out glass jars. And right now in the state of Florida, they're not recycling glass in my area. So I have all these jars <clears throat> and I just can't bring myself to throw them in the trash. So I use them for the parties. And if, if, if they get broke, um, I'm not really worried about it. And so your, your, your glass and dinnerware does not have to match. I hear that. I, if I ever have matching uh, glassware and tableware, uh, I would be so impressed with myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it really right. doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, my tip is to buy cheaper fats. I'm going to be talking about the macronutrients as we go through. So this one is buy cheaper fats. Um, avocado is a is a great fat, but it's not always cheap depending on where you live. Uh, however, canned salmon, tuna, and sardines are cheap and a great source of omega-3s. All right. So uh, I love the avocado, and uh, I got to disagree with you a little bit, and that could just be you're out in Colorado and I'm here in, in Florida. Uh, fresh guacamole in the grocery store, as much as I love it, I will not pay that price for it. But I can go to my farmer's market, and I can pick up, avocados the california avocados for a buck a pop and so for me i i think that the, it's um a great way to get some healthy fats as well as some potassium and vitamin k john i want to talk a bit about the vitamin k because everyone's always on the the vitamin d but vitamin k is critical for bone health 
And I also like to add a little bit more fats, especially if you're on a budget, because the fat is going to help make you feel satiated faster. So in Florida, I would say spend the money on the avocado. And are they are they really that much more in, out in Colorado? They they can get pretty expensive out here, but I you know that's that's kind of going to my next point. I was going to talk about shop for foods that are in season, but also shop for foods that are more accessible in your region. Um, they're they're not so accessible out here. Uh, we can get them, but there is a premium price for them. So yeah, if you're in Florida or California, I'm sure it's much more affordable to buy avocados. However, I'd say here out in Colorado, we really like our green chili and sort of peppers and and onions and things like that. So maybe maybe go for the things that are a little bit more regional here. Um, and, and then I'll follow that up with also buy the foods that are in season. So fresh fruits and vegetables that are in season are usually easy to get and maybe a lot less expensive. Your local farmer's market is also a great source of seasonal produce. Just remember that some fresh fruits and vegetables don't last long. So buy smaller amounts at a time to avoid having to throw away spoiled produce. Yeah, I agree. That's the most painful thing is to go out to the market and buy all this fresh stuff and then life happens and you don't eat it and you're like, oh, it already turned. Um, I'm a big fan of frozen. Uh, but just like, just like you, I am a fan of uh, shop at the farmer's market as often as you can. So yeah, why, yeah, you you get some great food that's in season that's nearby, and you're supporting your local farmers. Yeah, love that. Okay, I did talk I did talk about my sardines on the last episode, and you mentioned the sardines on the healthy fats. I just can't talk enough about sardines as just a cheap way to get some good um, to to be full and get some good nutrient dense. Um, get a good nutrient dense meal. So your sardine is an excellent source of protein. And what I did learn is I did not know that they were also high in B12, uh, as well as vitamin D and selenium. Good to note, especially for this pescatarians out there. A lot of times it's kind of difficult to get your B12. Um, right. But yeah, sardine, sardines would be a good way to get them in. So you had mentioned before, uh, just before you mentioned the sardines, you like to buy frozen veggies. And I agree with you there. Um, same with canned fruits and vegetables. They have equal or better nutrition as fresh uh, because they're picked at their peak and then they're preserved immediately. Uh, I would just suggest that when buying cans, either buy no added salt or rinse your vegetables to reduce the sodium. And then when you're buying canned fruit, Either buy canned fruit that's in their own juice instead of a syrup um, to reduce your sugar intake. Or again, you can rinse the fruit as well. I love those ideas. And uh, two comments on, on that. When I worked in the hospital, I worked on the cardiac floor. So we were constantly doing the education on the low sodium. And I was very surprised at how many people didn't realize. They're like, but I'm eating, I'm eating my vegetables. And I was like, yes, and I have no problem with, with the can, but vegetable, but I would rather you pick the frozen so you don't get as much sodium. And then uh, another tip to save some money is you can pour off the syrup, even the fruit that's in their own syrup, and you can make your own juices. So you just m mix that in a little bit water, and instead of buying juice, now you have um, your own fruit juice. 
Right. Another way to not waste, right? And right. and to save money. A great idea. Okay. I know you're going to talk about legumes, but um, I am a big fan of lentils. Oh and my God, I, do. <laughs> I cannot do uh, black beans or kidney beans. And so even though uh, rice and beans is, you know, definitely a, a cheap, easy food source, kills <clears throat> my stomach. I get the most horrible gas, bloating, stomach distension. And it's really hard in our household because my husband loves rice and beans. I mean, he could have beans every single night and he just, he just thrives. But I do find that I can do the lentils. So if you're someone that, that you stay away from beans because you do have those same GI issues, lentils are much gentler and they're very, um, they're versatile and they're flavor neutral. Uh, when I was doing my dietetic internship, one of my rotations was at the Goldring Center for Culinary Medicine, and this is in New Orleans, and we taught community classes at night, and we cooked during the day. And one of our most popular classes was the spaghetti class. It was the class that we usually would teach to newcomers to the community class rotations. We had four different versions of the spaghetti. And the first one was we call affectionately we called it the lunch lady spaghetti because it was typically what the lunch lady in the high school would serve you. And it was oh, yeah. your yeah, your white pasta and, and your your sauce and, and your beef. And so we would make that recipe and then we would make another recipe where we made we used half the beef and then we used half lentil. And people loved it. And what a great way to get more fiber in the diet and cut the amount of beef. And a lot of people, some of them didn't even realize if they weren't cooking at that table, um, at the end of the class, we would let everyone sample and you can't taste the lentils. Um, we, we did two other versions, uh, trying to transition people to the full lentil version. Now the full lentil wasn't as popular, but the, the two and three were very, very popular. I bet. And they are one of the cheapest foods you can buy. I sometimes go to the bulk bin and I scoop out um, a big bag of lentils and I get to the register and it's like $4. <laughs> are you kidding me? And it serves me for months. Um, it is, it is really great. And I'll just add to that as well. I was introduced to Ethiopian food a few years ago, and a lot of Ethiopian food involves lentils, and they use a spice called um, Burberry. So I, it, lentils are so easy to make. You can boil them for 15 minutes, and then what I do is I throw them in a frying pan with a little bit of butter and the Burberry spice, um, which you can get anywhere, or you can make it yourself. You can Google it. Um, and it's delicious. It, it totally satis satisfies me and my meal costs maybe 30 cents. <laughs> so wow. I love that. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not familiar with that spice. Can you spell it for our listeners? Yeah, it actually looks like very, very. So it's B-E-R-B-E-R-E. Okay. Uh, -E -E. So how it, much it's pronounced Burberry. Okay. And about how much do you use? I'm going to try that in my lentils. I use a lot. Um, if you use too much, it can get spicy, but I would say start with a tablespoon and then see how it is for you, depending on how much spice you can take. And it really isn't too spicy. I think it has paprika and cinnamon in it. And there's just maybe one, one other spice that has a little bit of kick to it. 
but start with one tablespoon and and take it from there. And do you have that recipe on your website? I don't. I will add that though. I'll make a yeah, note of that. Please, please do. I will. Okay, so speaking of lentils, they are a good source of protein. Um, so I'm going to advise buy cheaper protein. Beans, eggs, tofu, peanut butter, rice, corn, and of course lentils are all cheap forms of protein. Remember when eating plant proteins, you do have to pair grains like rice, oats, and corn with legumes like beans, lentils, and peas. And that will create what we call in the nutrition world a complementary protein. Um, essentially, that means you're getting all of the amino acids that you need to fully function. Um, you do get a full protein from any animal products, but when using plant proteins, again, try to pair those grains and legumes together, and then you'll get your full amount of amino acids. And Colleen, do you soak first? The lentils? Yeah. I do not soak them. You actually don't have to. I do rinse them, though. I give them a quick rinse in case there's any debris. Um, but other than that, I boil for 15 minutes, and you can eat them right after boiling. Or if you want to flavor them up, as I mentioned, throw them in the frying pan with some spices. They're great. And what about your other beans? Do you soak those first? If they're dry beans, yes. I, I do soak them overnight, yes. And I always rinse because that will help reduce um, some of that fiber and, and some of these, um, I guess, it, the contributors of the gas and the bloating and all that. So rinsing does reduce that a little bit. I, I have to rinse everything. Um, okay. Number 14 along those same lines is veggie forward. Uh, and this is a new trend for the, those not really ready to embrace a plant-based diet. This is a great way to save money and get more vegetables in the diet. And what this means is that your vegetable is the main meal. It's the main dish. And then your your meat, your beef, your chicken, your steak, whatever, whatever you have, that's the side dish. And it's it's kind of a whole new way to visualize your plate. Because a lot of people grew up as, you know, meat as the center. And then people aren't willing to give that up. You don't have to give it up, but have that as the side dish. Yeah, and that's a good way to serve, uh, save money, isn't it? Because the veggies yeah, are a lot cheaper than, than that protein. Yeah. Than more yeah. Um, so I, along with that, so veggies are a source of carbohydrates and one way to buy cheaper carbohydrates is to focus on whole grains like oats and brown rice, whole wheat pasta, and whole wheat bread. Um, you should buy the cheapest version, so not necessarily the brand names. Maybe buy the store names if that's cheaper. And um, you may also consider buying these from the bulk bins, so they're not pre-packaged. Um, you don't have to pay for that premium on marketing. Um, but again, the veggies, as you mentioned, are another great source of cheap carbohydrates. Uh, do you do much with quinoa? I do use it. It depends. I actually struggle to find affordable quinoa in my store unless I go to the bulk bin. There are so many different kinds of quinoa out there on the shelves now that are already pre-seasoned and have a lot of other additives to them. And I try to avoid those. They sell them for like $9 a bag in my store. So wow. that's, that's one that I head over to the bulk bin to get. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? 
So the the reason that I ask is I I had a I had a a snack today and it was it was like a rice crispy except it was made with quinoa and I I don't cook much um well, Colleen you may not know this but my my listeners definitely do know this is cooking is 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 not one of my talents my husband does most of the cooking and so a lot of people laugh at me you're a dietitian that doesn't cook i find hey, all the recipes in all that. forms it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um so i um i i personally haven't done much with quinoa but i wanted to i wanted to give these a shot and so i was wondering if that was an expensive grain or not yeah, again, I think if you buy it from the bulk bin where it's not pre-seasoned or with all these other additives, it's not too bad. And quinoa is one of those rare plant proteins that don't need to be paired with anything to be a complete protein. I did it's, not um, know that. All of your essential, yeah, how about that? It has all of your essential amino acids. And don't worry if you if you're not a major cook. You know I learned how to cook for my husband. I I never cooked either. Um, oh, and quinoa God. is one that is super easy. Um, you don't even have to rinse it. You can just boil that up for about 15 minutes and it's done. And then from there you can add any veggies or seasonings that you want. Yeah, I'm I'm guilty of that. Is something that I've always bought in the prepared food section. So some sometimes I'll buy that that breakfast quinoa with the the cranberry which i really do like but i i can't honestly say i've ever cooked it for myself well maybe you'll give it a try one day i think so <laughs> those uh, those bars were, were good today all right number 16 uh go plant-based so even if you're not really interested in eating healthier if you want to go cheap and save money plant-based period uh that's the way to go uh, and if you're you're not ready to jump right in and do all of your meals plant based, you can start out with meatless Mondays. And if you um, if you hashtag meatless Mondays, you'll get tons of recipes. Love it! I actually tried to go vegetarian for the past week, and I was successful. Today's my last day. I'm eating a, a big rack of ribs for dinner tonight. <laughs> but um, I, I, you know what? I saved a lot of money. I didn't find myself continuously running to the grocery store. And, and I'm honestly, digestively, I felt a lot better. I really liked a plant-based diet. Um, yeah. And again, it's not something that you have to commit to for eternity, but if you want to try for a week or a month at a time, why not? Or even just meatless Mondays, like you say. Yeah. Um, I, I am self-admitted. I'm a huge carnivore. Um, I do great with a steak and a salad. Right on. <laughs> See, we can relate to our listeners, right? I'm sure they're feeling the same way. <laughs> uh, so the 17th tip, we'll keep this moving, is make your own snacks. So instead of buying ice cream, you can make cheap frozen yogurt pops. Instead of buying hummus, you can totally make your own inexpensively. All you need is a can of chickpeas, some lemon, and garlic. You can even make your own granola bars. There are a lot of ways to save money here. Think about your favorite snacks and how you can make them yourself. Yeah, I think that's an excellent idea. And my husband makes just a, a kick butt hummus. We put tahini in ours. Do you put tahini in your hummus? Yeah, I made some tonight while I was watching a football game, and I added some tahini as well. It kind of just gives it a little bit extra flavor and creaminess. It does increase the price a little bit, though. I have never found it a really cheap source of tahini. How about you? 
No, I'm, you know, I think you could probably make it yourself if you want to buy the sesame seeds from the bulk aisle and then just ground them up until it becomes oh. creamy. Kind of like that's yeah. how you do peanut butter too, right? You just take the peanuts yeah. and grind them up and suddenly you have peanut butter. Yeah, excellent. Okay, tip number 18, raid your pantry. Uh, and especially if, if you're going through a tough time where you need to immediately start saving some money, like um, all those federal workers that um, have just been furloughed. And I did this just the other day. I just looked and there are so many things that end up you either you bought them on the BOGO or you bought it for a recipe, you never made the recipe or you had an extra can and you've got like a hodgepodge mm -hmm. of things in the back that you're like, yeah, I'll use this in a, another time. I, I don't know how I ended up with like three cans of blueberries and two cans of garbanzo beans hidden in the back of my cupboard. And so back to my my big oven app, you can mm -hmm. put in your, whatever you have, you can put those items in and it'll generate a recipe for you. And so I think that's really helpful to either yeah. use up leftovers. You want to, you know, turn a, make a stew into whatever you had from the night before. So check to see what you already have. And it's kind of a great way to clean house and declutter. I love the purge. I, I really do like to go through my cupboards, my fridge and make sure I'm not wasting any food and use what I have on hand already. But it also allows you to be creative and learn a new recipe. Great tip. And the, the, um, same, so going thing, along, the, the yeah, same thing with spices. I ended up like looking in the cabinet for something and I had three bottles of spice that had just a little bit of something in it. I'm like, I need to find a recipe so I can just use up this spice so I can throw out this bottle. Right. Yeah. So you learn something new, right? Like, oh, what can I do with this? I love it. Um, so similarly, I suggest cook at home more often. Eating out can get very expensive and it packs on the calories, sodium and sugar. So commit to eating at home for most of your meals. We were at, do you have Carabas out there? I think that's a national Carabas. Oh yeah, you know I've never eaten there, but there is one out here in Fort Collins. We were we were given a gift card, and we we went, and one of their desserts. I ordered it just because I wanted to see what you were getting for a thousand calories in a dessert. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you imagine a dessert that was a thousand calories? And I'm always looking for fortified food recipes to help some of my elderly. Right. That need the calories and need to put on the weight. And so it was delicious, but I couldn't figure out what in the heck that they put in it. Um, and I think it was the, the, the caramel sauce, but I was like, it was a dessert that had a thousand calories. I just thought that was insane. <laughs> and so I just oh I people realize if they're eating, you know, three or four meals out and they're, I, I mean, forget budget aside, think of all the, the, the pounds that you're adding around the, your waistline. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, wow. So, my tip is if you're going to eat out, set a budget. You will not believe how much money, if you track it, how much you're spending on a coffee or tea, a lunch here or there, a snack, a bottle of water. And so, at the beginning of the week, what we do is we decide how much money we really want to spend. And we do it for the month. 
And then we divvy that up. And anything that we're going to do to eat out, we pay cash for. Because when you got to pull out the cash versus just pulling out the card, I mean, I think cards sometimes are the worst thing ever because it, it it's like monopoly money. Mm-hmm. until you get that statement and all of a sudden you're like okay there's no money left in the checking account where did it where did it go so we like to pay cash and when the cash is gone i mean we're done no more eating out that week i like that it, yeah it kind of limits you um financially mm-hmm. as well as going to help you eat a little bit healthier and forces you to make more of those meals and snacks at home great idea I mean, it, um, it was 30 bucks to go have breakfast one morning. I'm like, for 30 bucks, do you know how much groceries I could buy? Seriously. <laughs> That's a good point. It kind of and puts that into perspective. And, and there were no mimosas involved with that. <laughs> That's without the alcohol. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're up to tip number 21. And I'm going, as I've mentioned this before, but I'm just going to spell it out for you. Buy in bulk. Um, so buy those 32-ounce tubs of yogurt instead of individual cups. Buy green staple ingredients, nuts, things like that from the bulk set- section instead of prepackaged bags. Because, again, you're paying for that marketing once they're in a package. And buy whole chicken instead of separate cuts. So instead of going to the store and buying chicken legs and chicken breasts, it's actually um, a lot cheaper to buy the whole chicken, cook, your- cook it yourself, and know you may not eat that whole chicken in one sitting, but then you have it for lunch or dinner the rest of the week. So you could even turn in a chicken salad and um, put the leftovers in in enchiladas or whatever it is you want to do. And then you can use the bones as well to make a soup broth. So uh, that's excellent. The larger you buy, the more money you save. Yeah. um, Take a, take a second. Tell us about your, your soup broth. Cause I think that's really important. Yeah, so what I do when I finish a chicken or a turkey, I take the bones, um, and I'm usually not ready that night to make soups, so I throw them into a Ziploc bag and into the freezer. And then when I'm ready to make some soup, I pull them out, I do re-roast them, I reheat them in the oven, and then I put them in a pot of water, boil them up for a few hours, and then you'll see that the water starts to evaporate, but then the... uh, like the juices come out of the bones, and that's what creates the soup broth. And then you can add in your veggies, potatoes, noodles, whatever it is you want to put in there. Um, so homemade soup, and that goes a long way as well. That, that a pot of soup usually lasts me a week. So, so do you do the another the, way to save money? The trash or I was taught trash or treasure when I was at uh, the Goldring Center, and if you Google that, they have some excellent recipes. It's based on the Mediterranean diet. It's based on a meal shouldn't cost more than $2.50 and the ingredients should be accessible to the local community and easy enough to to make but we were we were taught everything that you're making during the week is trash or treasure so save all those if if you're making if you're cutting up some carrots save the ends of those those carrots and freeze everything and throw all of that into your soup broth as well Absolutely, because those all of those, uh, like the leaves from the carrots and um, the ends from the celery, that all flavors the broth. So that's actually what I did this week when I made some chicken soup. I threw in all these kind of like the ends, and that just flavored it up, and I strained everything out um, later, and then I added in my meat and vegetables. All right, Colleen. So just as we thought, um, 
we are not going to be able to get through all of our 45 tips. So we're coming up on, on 32 minutes right now and we need, we need to be done by 35. So is there any way that I can get you to come back and do another episode with me? I would be thrilled to. Absolutely. Right. I have so many more ideas. So I think this is a great place to, to kind of close it and thank everybody for listening and let them know that we have more ideas to share. So Colleen, go ahead and, and share how people um, get in touch with you and your recipes and all the, the great work that you're doing for uh, food insecurity and food security and all of that. Absolutely. So I'll remind the listeners um, from the last time, I do have two websites. The first one is ZestNutritionService.com. And that's where I can do virtual appointments. I do have a lot of nutrition tips up there, as well as cooking classes if you're in the area. My second website is called FOCO Food Assistance. And FOCO stands for Fort Collins, where I live. Um, despite that, it is now becoming more generalized. So we're trying to help people not just in Fort Collins, Colorado, but throughout the nation, especially during this shutdown. So you can visit that website at Zest Nutrition dot wixsite.com slash foco food assistance and that is a really long domain but you can google it or you can find my zestnutritionservice.com website and then link from there you can also get me on instagram my name there is zest.nutrition and on twitter i'm at zestyrd Thank you so much for coming on again. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. You can get me at thehealthchick.com, and I will also uh, cross-post all of Colleen's websites because, yeah, it's a long domain name. Uh, thank you, everyone, for being here, and give us a couple more days, and we'll do another one. Um, if you've been affected by the, the furlough, if you go pound furlough freebies, uh, everyone is kind of reaching out. I'm, I'm really happy to, to say that it's a community helping, helping other people in need. So everyone wants to help you out. Uh, no one should go hungry. Um, and we've got lots more tips to share. So make it a healthy week and stay tuned. So make it a healthy week and stay tuned.